0: Welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connex Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face to face or virtually. Welcome, everybody. And as we approach the new year, it is always interesting to look ahead and think about what 2023 holds for everyone working in education. In this episode, we invite our guests, Helen Morgan and Andy Bridge, to look at the year ahead and share some of their best hopes and thoughts. We have a new Secretary of State for Education, Gillian Keegan, who is beginning to settle into her role. She is the fifth Secretary of State in four months and the 10th since the Conservatives came to power in 2010. So let's start by thinking about what are the priorities that the new Secretary of State is setting out for educators in 2023. Andy, we haven't heard much about policy for quite a while now, where they've been a bit busy shuffling around, but this is what we know about her that early years sectors and improved costs and availability of high quality childcare for parents needs to be a key theme. Andy, do you want to elaborate on
1: those? Yeah. um, I'm just laughing uh, that, like like you said, they're 10th education secretary uh, since Conservatives came to power and fifth in four months. That's just madness, isn't it? Um, Totally mad. Anyway. Yeah. Do you know, it's difficult to know, um, she hasn't given much away we've not really had grand policy announcements yet um other than uh she sent a a welcome to school leaders that had some um details in there about things that are important to her so as you said she talked in there about the early years sector um, which actually i think is a really welcome um focus and one that we've not really had over the last 10 years or so so the importance of having parents have choice um, and lots of availability of affordable high quality child care. Um, we know that she left school at 16, she did an apprenticeship, she did a sponsored degree so we think that there's probably going to be that kind of focus on vocational learning um, and apprenticeships. She's very passionate about the further development of the T levels um, which I think you know they've been small scale so far but I think probably people will quite welcome that it's not going to be another reversal, another scrapping of something that people have, have invested time in. Um, she's spoken significantly about the crucial role that schools play in supporting children's mental health. Um, I think the phrase she used was that schools are the eyes and ears um, and they're the ones that are alert to spotting any signs of, of something not being right with health and well being of a child. So I think, you know, you, you talked about the um senior mental health role in school and the training that's been provided I think that will probably grow and strengthen um, we know she's very passionate about SEND um, she's talked previously about a close family member that um has down syndrome and that she's concerned about special schools the lack of funding the oversubscription, subscription um, the some of the capital um and the building issues that they're facing and um, so we're expecting a full response to the SEND green paper which 12 months ago in this episode, we said we'll probably hear soon about response to the Green Paper. 12 months have passed with five different um, secretaries of state and we've not really heard anything. But hopefully 2023 will be the year when we do get a response to that said Green Paper.
0: Yeah, the, the, it feels like we actually just need to draw breath and settle and, and have some clear policies. And it would be great to have a secretary of state stay in their position for a significant period of time to lead through some of that policy because um, the change it, it is so disruptive and it, it's just disruptive for sort of longer term projects and things as well yeah so thank you for sharing those Andy um, definitely all key points but it's great it's quite encouraging actually I feel like there they could be some some great opportunities for uh, education policy in 2023. So, Helen, what things are at the top of the agenda for schools moving into 2023 from your perspective?
2: Yeah, I think sort of similar to what Andy and you were saying there, I think, you know, early years is a big focus and I think it's a really welcome one in the profession. You know, we need to, if we're going to get it right for students, we need to get it right from the start and build those really strong foundations in terms of basics uh, with language uh, with reading and writing and with students personal development um, and we need to to get that focus on the whole child I think the issue of funding um, is one that is at the forefront of most schools thinking um, it's a real challenge um, you know we have an unfunded pay rise as we said in the last episode, um, and there's an expectation of continuous improvement with less and rising energy costs. and you know it, it it's a real challenge for schools because you know I used to say that that the pie is only so big um, and you've got to decide how you're gonna cut it. So if you're gonna cut it and spend more money on staffing and you're gonna spend, more money on energy, then something else has to go. Um, I think, you know, send, as Andy said, is a, a big priority for schools. And again, nobody will disagree with that. Um, we need to make sure that those, you know, students who are vulnerable and who have additional needs get a great education too. Schools need to be places where all children can learn well. Um, but I think one of the, the biggest ones for schools at the minute is issues with recruitment um, and retention. I think I read something last week which said, you know, schools are about 40% down, um, sorry, um, provision for for teacher training is about 40% down on where it needs to be. There are stats like one in three new teachers um, leave the profession in their first few years and we've got to we've got to do something to address that and, you know, really think about what it is that would make the profession attractive and remove some of those barriers that make yeah. people leave in terms of workload, pressure, scrutiny. Um, you know, teaching in so many respects is such a great job um, and we need to attract people who want to do it. And who are determined to do it really really well yet you know the government have put in place um a a new system for who can deliver teacher training and they've effectively you know reduced the number of providers and some excellent providers um significantly um andy i don't know if you want to come in on that one as
1: well yeah it's a real worry um in terms of it, it sounds quite abstract, like, oh, you know, teacher training recruitment. And I think we've almost become um, a bit numb to hearing it because every single year we hear that the DfE hasn't met its teacher recruitment targets. But now I think we're actually like seeing the impact of that in schools and that there will be schools certainly over the next 12 months, if not already with unqualified, inexperienced staff on very low pay standing, teaching children, probably particularly maths and physics, where they struggle with rooting the most. Um, and, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants staff that that aren't well-trained, that aren't qualified, that haven't got a degree in the subject that they're teaching um, or significant training in that subject, whereas that, I think, is going to be the position that we're in, uh, which is tough, That you know, that's not going to be helpful for, for children.
2: Yeah, it's about that stability, isn't it? You know, children learn best when they feel really safe and valued. And having stable staffing is a key part of that. And it's a key part of building school culture um, with, you know, those routines and expectations. But if your staffing isn't stable, that's really challenging. And, and you're seeing schools advertising, you know, for, for teachers and, you know, their attractive jobs and they get no applicants. Um, and I think that's really frustrating with would that be something yeah. you've seen, Andy?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it, um, just the narrative around teaching sometimes the uh, the tension, the political uh, way things are conveyed is teaching is quite easy. Why people moaning? They need to be more resilient. Get good holidays. We've given them pay rises, which is all true. But actually, like th- there's something that's not quite right because if it was that easy and that enjoyable and that greater career, we wouldn't see the vast droves of people leaving the profession so early on. So I think, um, you know, there needs to be recognition of that and, and changing that narrative.
0: I think it's back to that support, isn't it, for early career teachers right at the beginning. And and I think they've made some steps in in sort of making sure that they've, they've got the foundations they need. But absolutely, you know, then that. I'm aware that actually the mentors that they're allocated time for are only given such a tiny, tiny amount of time to work weekly with the early career teachers and there needs to be funding allowed for, for you know, the growth in their mentor role, for example. and. Um, you know, here we we obviously one of my sister companies work in um, recruitment and sort of provision of supply teachers and teaching assistants, and and schools are are desperate every single day for teaching assistants and 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 supply teachers to sort of fill the gaps and plug the plug the the holes not just for covering for sickness this is for um sort of areas that are long-term sort of supply roles so i mean we pride ourselves on making sure that what we're giving to our schools is of a a high quality that the the supply teachers we do supply are of excellent standard however you know it's still it, it can't be you know sustainable and it can't be good for the student to have these different changes all the time um you know that there's there's a lot more investment needed and maybe upskilling the teaching assistants that are in the roles that are you know moving up the chain and and actually sort of seeing whether they can be upskilled and and developed into future teachers as well um but there's there's a massive drove of people leaving the industry and there has that has to be looked at significantly
1: yeah i think possibly one of the issues is Previously, one of the things that attracted a lot of people to working in schools was the fact it was it fitted in well around your own children. Uh, you know, the working hours, the school holidays meant that people were perhaps prepared to accept potentially quite low pay as a teaching assistant or uh, school admin office staff or teachers because the lifestyle worked around the family. But now with the growth in jobs where you can work remotely, work from home. Um, flexible working where you can go out on the school run and then fit your housing around that, I think that's going to be a real challenge for schools to, you know, schools can't offer that so we need to think about what can they offer that's going to help recruit and, and retain staff.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so it'd be great to see if they can come out with a package of benefits that would really, really help um, entice people back to, because there's there's lots of uh, teachers that have also left the industry that probably may be enticed back if it was the the, the process and the systems changed. So Andy, let's think about uh, turning on his head. What are your best hopes then for 2023?
1: Uh, for me, it would be... Clear policy. So, you know, we've talked about new education secretary. We've got some indicators, some ideas of things that might be important to her, but for us to actually see that come through with clear policy and enough time to then implement that and evaluate the impact before we have that constant merry-go-round of somebody new coming in. um, So I would like some clear policy. Um, We've just been talking about recruitment and retention, some concrete action. So we've had different recruitment and retention plans that seem to only be having very limited success and we're seeing that the picture is getting worse and worse so I think we need something quite urgently and quite radical um to support schools with that um a proper plan for school buildings so there are schools of some announced uh, last week that are getting new builds and getting capital funding but it's such a small number it's almost a drop in the ocean so I read a report recently that said even just to repair all of the defects like the the things that are actually broken and, and dangerous and inadequate in schools in terms of the the school's estate would cost 11.4 billion and the amount of money that the dfe have got allocated to the school estate is nowhere near that figure so i think that's going to be an ongoing real challenge just to just to keep people in safe heated warm suitable classrooms which sounds ridiculous um and then i guess that that ongoing pandemic recovery, like it, it's it's long term. Um, you know, some of the issues that we talked about last time about speech and language therapy and children that miss some of the early reading support, they are not overnight things to fix. So I think, you know, going well into next year, we'll still be seeing that recovery um, and the, the intervention and support that some children need.
0: And what what things should teachers be thinking about um you know as we're approaching 2023 you may be listening now and it is 2023 What the, what are the key areas as an educator should they be thinking about
2: yeah i think it's great to get back focused on the classroom because you know you can paint a, a really challenging picture can't you when you look at policy and government and funding but i think for me um The thing that teachers really need to think about is the students in their classroom and what they're gonna do with those students to help them learn really well so i think there's a a, quite a lot of focus on teachers really engaging with developing their subject knowledge i think that's brilliant you know most teachers want to become teachers because they love their subject Um, i think that engagement with the research and what works best um, in terms of pedagogy is really excellent and something that teachers feel really motivated by. And I think one of the things is you know, we we continue the pandemic recovery, as Andy said, is make sure that we maintain a focus on the whole child. Um, and we are those eyes and ears, and we take seriously that notion of being in loco parentis, that we become, you know, the professional parent for that child and we spot when things are wrong and you know we we try and give those students the support that they need but i think for me um you know keep your focus on the children in your classroom would be the key thing
0: so i've got my two experts here for education andy and helen uh so i'm going to throw a great question at you so have you got any new year's resolutions
1: oh god my New Year's resolution. I don't even properly set them because I'm just so rubbish at sticking to them it seems like an entirely pointless process but I would say my New Year's resolution is to get more sleep. That's what I'm going to try and prioritise next year.
2: Yeah uh, Andy has two small children so that's probably a good resolution.
1: Probably going <laughs> to happen though but I shall try.
0: <laughs> Before we go out the window on the first day Andy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. it's why i don't bother saying them they never last
0: I, I know i know mine is actually around my personal well-being and actually managing my workloads and and being a bit more disciplined about switching off and that goes i just think that should also be applied in the education environment because teachers take their work home and they sit there marking at night there needs to be some kind of self-management and self-agency around that to actually when's enough is enough and and uh yeah so I think that's going to be my uh, new year's resolution what about you Helen
2: yeah I think it's really tempting isn't it to kind of put lots of don'ts in front of your new year's resolutions but mine is probably to spend more time outside um and I think you know when you go outside you just feel so much better don't you um and I think you know professionally it would be do more of the work that I enjoy um I think that's always a a winner when you enjoy work um then work becomes much more pleasant so I've probably got two on the cards there (laughs)
0: They all sound very healthy to me though, Helen, so uh,
2: yeah, do <laughs> do, what,
0: <laughs> do what's good for you, do what's good for you. So great to consider the emerging trends that we've got coming up for 2023 and uh, we've touched on how we can make sure we protect our students' education and how important it is to focus on the whole child, looking at you know the priorities whilst the economic crisis continues and what actions and plans could be introduced to support retention and recruitment, whilst also we've still got the pandemic recovery continuing and catch up tuition. So there's plenty for the uh, current Secretary of State to get stuck into, so let's hope she's been listening to this podcast today. Our After the Bell podcast are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things education. You can listen to these on your daily commute on your treadmill or as your focus for the day and alongside these we're also going to be reintroducing our webinars which are offered free to the educational community um, and again top tips and experts with andy and helen join us and others to focus on training and development for teachers leaders tutors and teaching assistants so whether you're an early career teacher or looking for a refreshing approach to your teaching practice within school we will share these out to you can have a listen thank you both so much happy new year to everybody um feeling very optimistic about 2023 and and where we're going so um it's always a pleasure to have both of you with us and uh great to have grabbed you before the um the start of term gets kicking off so thank you both so much
1: thanks georgie